Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I have a pretty daggone cool guest on today. Met this guy at Tamara Thompson's Broadcast Your Authority event out in San Diego a few months ago. And man, the more I learn about this guy, the more I'm digging what he does. So I want to welcome my buddy, Tim Gillette, to the show. Tim, welcome to the show. Oh, hey. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I know. You know, when you, when you, you know, when you work from home, you get to goof off some days. What can I say? You know, <laughs> That's I'm not, right. I'm not goofing off. I'm still doing st work while I'm waiting for him to introduce me. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 when I met you, I'm like, man, you, uh, you remind me of somebody. And you just like looked at me and I'm like, you, and you were like, probably the guy whose birthday party I'm going to tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, who's that? And you're like, Tom Petty. And I'm like, that's it. That's mm -hmm. it. You're going to his birthday party? That, that blew me away, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, and, and it turns out I ended up not making the party because of, of weather in Dallas. I had to reroute my flight real quick. But anyway, wow. it, was, um, it, it was great because I got an invite to that because of people I know in Los Angeles. Yeah. And um, I never met Tom in person. Uh, I only time I ever seen Tom in concert was uh, he played in Philadelphia for the original. Um, my wife's texting me a ton of things. I can't read it right now, honey. Um, <laughs> um, he played at part of, of uh, Live Aid in 1985 in Philadelphia, which I was at because I lived in Philadelphia at the time. And that's yeah. the only time I've ever seen him in concert. I, I've watched tons of it on online, but I've never ever been to a Tom Petty concert. It's it's one of the weird ones that when he he went around with his 40th anniversary, I was going to go to it, and I was like, ah, eh, now nah, I'll catch the next one, and that was his last, and he died. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> wow. When did he die? He died 2016 or 17. It was the same week that the of the 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 um the uh shooting in las vegas oh my gosh i was it was it was a yeah because it, it was a week later i was actually in vegas for after that shooting happened i was in the big in vegas and staying across the street and i knew i had to go there and i'm like oh crap and i'm all worried about that and then i get this thing all the way tom petty's in the hospital I'm like what oh my um, god wow yeah. Yeah. so you were going to a like a tribute birthday party yeah yeah Oh, got you. Okay. I didn't even know that he died. Yeah. He, he passed away a few years ago. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's sad that some of the, he was on a lot of painkillers and stuff as he was, um, as he was trying to just finish his tour out. Yeah. All right. And it just didn't, that's what did him in. You know what I mean? Same thing with Prince. I mean, same thing. I mean, the guy was just trying to do the work every day. So he was taking some sort of painkillers and yeah. it messes you up. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. You know, all these health coaches out there telling you to stay healthy, you know, that's why you try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. So, so let's talk about, you know, I, I told you, I, st I, I started this show a couple years ago um, and I, I literally created it for a couple of reasons. Number one, to give back. Um, number two, I'm, I'm selfish. I love hearing other people's stories. <laughs> and, and, and number three, it's to, to, to help people have a, a breakthrough in life. You know, we all hit those, those barriers in life that, that kind of hold us back and some people get stuck there. And, and so I think that by hearing other people's stories, we learn and grow from that. So let's start with talking about where you were born and raised. You have some interesting stories. I've already heard some, so. Well, I, I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yep. Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, I, I, I lived in the Pocono area until I was about 14. Um, lived in a town called South Canaan, Pennsylvania. And if you wow. if you're over 40 years of age, you've heard of South Canaan, Pennsylvania, actually about 45 now. Wow. And that was the town that Patty Hearst came to hide in the 1970s. 
and the house that Patty Hearst hid in, my parents almost bought that one instead of ours in 1970. Wow. I lived out right down the street from where it was. Where Well, it was a country road. It's less than a half a mile away. And, I, you know, I've been in that house a ton of times in my years of living there. So, I mean, I know the house, know where she hid out. And um, oh pretty much, you know, when she was there, it was like no big deal to us. Whatever. <laughs> right. I didn't care. You know? That's the town I lived <laughs> in. And um, I'm still one of my oldest and best friends. Now, he has a blog and he does a whole thing on woodworking is he's known as the woodworking bakers. It was one of my best friends as a kid. His name is Tim Schweinsberg mm -hmm. and he still lives there in that town. And I still talk to um, I still talk to him and his, his sisters and his mother and stuff and uh, still connected to quite a few people from that town. So, wow. Yeah. So, so what isn't, isn't Scranton, isn't that where the office wasn't it? Wasn't it? That's Scranton? where the office is. That's what I thought. It was in It's Scranton. not recorded. It's like Friends. It's not right. recorded there, okay? Right. Uh, and there is no real company, all right, that, that it's based on, all right? Under Mifflin. Yeah, it's... Dude. I bought their stock. Did you? <laughs> no. So, 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 wow. So, is that where you, like, went to school and high school and all that? So, so I went to grade school uh, at private schools up there. Um, it, it's It's a church that I grew up in and it's the school is actually still there. It was created about the year I was about seventh grade or eighth grade. It was the year this, this the church created the school. Okay. Um, uh, in my first couple of years of school, I went to Western Wayne school district, which is part of the, uh, you know, uh, school district there. And then my parents put me in private school from a, uh, um, seventh grade or no, it was about fifth grade to about, um, seventh grade. Okay. And our, our, you know, well, 10th, I think it was almost when I moved to the Southern Pennsylvania, but uh, it was by a church. And um, then and well, in 1980, my father uh, accepted a job in Southern Pennsylvania uh, down near in, in, a, in, a, in Montgomery County um, in a town called Lansdale. And we moved down there and I ended up going to high school at Souderton High School. Okay. Uh, which is, I think the the, the uh, guy Jamie Moyer, who for the Philadelphia Phillies won the the World Series, he's the most f famous person from my high school. Wow. All right, I'm down to number seven, fam seven most famous person from my high school now. Um, <laughs> I was up yeah. there for a while, but I got kicked down because people did some other stuff. Um, yeah. The the that's right with the high school and uh, uh, the the area it was. So most people know is the area where like the the courthouse where Bill Cosby was sentenced. That was the the area we lived in. Oh, wow. Um, and Norristown is some very famous people have come from the Norristown, Southern Pennsylvania peop area. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know what I mean? I didn't know any of them until after I got out of Pennsylvania. And now I, I know a ton of them. Uh, and it's wow. weird that, you know, we, we grew up within miles of one another and we met each other in Hollywood or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. My wife's from Pennsylvania. She's from Erie. Yeah. I think that's the, the coldest place on planet Earth, I believe. Well, Erie, <laughs> Pennsylvania, there was a series that I watch all the time now. I, I watched the reruns on it. It was recorded in Erie, Pennsylvania last year. And that cool. is, it was called Undercover Billionaire. And uh, it was a, love that. Love it. And I actually, I, I haven't been to Erie since the 90s. I want to go visit the, the barbecue place that was created out of that. I know, man. I looked it up. We we watched that. What an amazing show, man. I, I Matter of fact, I did a live stream about it and I was like, Y'all got to go get this right now. Like yeah. it was insane. So, so, um, so you, you, um, you moved on from there. Like you, you got out of high school. Did you go to college? I did not go to college. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I tell people I was, I was a high school push out. I was a C and D student. Um, and believe it or not, I was close to DNF. All right. It barely, I think my, the only time I ever made honor roll in my life was like my, senior year uh, i want to say it was like the second quarter in yeah. a year i made honor roll for the first time in my life because i i only had two classes it wasn't hard to pass two classes yeah. um you know yeah uh, right. and just, i was not at uh, i i was not good at school and because of that i didn't go on to college uh it would be you know in the late 80s i would go on to truck driving school um, and then I would continue my own self-education later on in, in the late 90s and early 2000s as I learned, um, you know, coaching and speaking techniques from, you know, people, you know, like Zig and, and, and stuff like that. But no, yeah. out of high school, um, 
I, so, uh, first, first job I had out of high school was working for a plastics factory. Dude, me too. That's crazy. No kidding. Yep. And, I worked and, for dude, a plastic factory and I worked in their engineering department. Wow. So wait, you, you went to back up a minute. You went to truck driving school, like I, to I, drive a semi truck. Yeah, I did in late, uh, ni- in 1989, I went there and, and I only drove truck, uh, 90, 90 through 92. Uh, and then I got a head injury that ended up with epilepsy and I can't drive a truck anymore. Oh my gosh, man. So you don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to stereotype you, <laughs> but you don't look like I'm like, I, I would that'd be the last thing I'd ever guess you to be as a truck driver. I did I it. Um, actually it was some of the most fun times of my life. Uh, the yeah. problem is at the time I had a young wife and I had a young daughter Yeah. and, uh, the hardest thing was getting in a truck on Sunday, knowing I'd be gone for seven days. And my daughter who was less than two years old at the time, daddy don't go, daddy don't go. And it was, that was the hardest thing for me. Um, and you know, I mean, she, she loved me. I mean, she she still to this day loves me. It's just, it was a hard thing for me. So, yeah. So, so you went on from, from driving semi truck to what, what was, what was the next step in your you know, over the years, I've worked for a lot of industries and a lot of different things. Mostly, I worked in the automotive industry. Okay, and it was that was always a, as a child that was my my that was my ambition. I wanted to work in cars. All right, and uh, everything mm-hmm. I did, I would step out of it and come back to it. And you know, it, it, my my first job was plastics. My second job was working for a coffee packaging company. Uh, the, the the people who brought the machinery into America to make the brick pack coffee. In wow. the 1980s, if you remember Folgers Brick Pack Coffee, yeah, the company wow. who uh, the company that 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 uh, bought those machines or made those machines in Italy, I worked for their American branch for a year, wow. um, and I got fired from that because I just I wasn't a fit. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm going to the cars, and I worked for what is the is the oldest Cadillac dealer in America. I worked for, wow. and um, I, I I worked for car dealers for a while. Then I had my own car businesses and. Um, I've started car washes and auto body shops in, in, um, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Texas. Good Lord, man. Now, were you selling cars or what were you in Pennsylvania? I actually had a a part of my business in Pennsylvania did have cars for sale. Uh, you know what I mean? We had a small lot where we could, we could put four cars on. It wasn't, I wasn't a big time car dealer, but I had four cars that I was always buying and selling. So like I, had extra cash, I would go to the auction, buy a car, do some work to it, put it out in the lot and sell it, try to make a profit. Yeah. Wow. So um where where did it where did it end up? I mean, were, and you were you stayed in the Pennsylvania area for a no, while. I stayed in, well, I, I, I I stayed in southern Pennsylvania. All right. Uh I left in in eighty seven and went to oh. New England for a few years. And in eighty nine I moved back. Okay. And um that's because my first wife was from Southern Pennsylvania and she wanted to be around her family. Gotcha. And uh, we stayed together from uh, 1989 till it was, uh, it, uh, yeah, we stayed there. Um, in 1998, uh, she left. And when she left, I'm like, screw this. I'm not staying in your hometown. I, I want to get out. Yeah. Uh, in 97, uh, I, I started to study how to make my business better. And I got on a plane and I went to Las Vegas to a Western Car Wash Association Cause that was car. I was in the car and wash industry to kind of yeah. see what the industry was doing and see what I could learn, see who I connect with things like that. Right. And my car wash business was different than theirs. Cause I was like a mobile detail guy and, and I wasn't like a, you know, a, a tunnel car wash, but I still went and learned what was in my industry. And I came to, Ve- when I went to Vegas, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I want to live out West. I, I, I want to live in the South. I, I, I mean, yeah. I don't want to live up north anymore. And <laughs> right. um, within a year of that happened, my wife left. All right. And I'm like, um, this ain't worth it to me. I, I'm not staying right. in this town. I, you know, I was here because your family's here. If right. you and I ain't together, I'm out of here. Right. And, and I literally left. Um, I walked away from my business. I basically sold everything I could to raise cash. Yeah. Packed my 1984 Cutlass. Uh, or it wasn't Cutlass. It was a Delta 88 full yeah. of stuff. And I was going to, um, I, I accepted a job in Santa Rosa, California. And, um, I stopped in Dallas, Texas to visit my youngest brother who mm-hmm. lived here at the time. And, um, I stayed here. 
I was like, I like Dallas. I ain't going anywhere. I, I mean, it's it's cool. Wow. Um, and that's how I got to Dallas, Texas. That would be 1988, and um, or, or 1998. I've been here, yeah. And now 20 20 some years, I've been here in Dallas. My mom moved here last year from Pennsylvania, and wow. uh, now my mom's here. My youngest brother, who got me to move here, lives in like New Zealand. He left. Oh my gosh. He's like, I'm out of this country. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so what year did you graduate high school? 1984. 84. Yeah. Okay. You got me by a couple of years, man. That, 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 that was the year uh, I remember because I actually posted it on my Facebook page and my high school girlfriend commented on it because she remembers it. Well, as I said, I'm so old. I seen the original foot, footloose. <laughs> right. And it's funny because my, you know, my ex-girlfriend who's now married, she, you know what I mean? We're, we're friends, but not really close, but still we keep in touch. And she's, I mean, she's got a great family, great kids, great yeah. grandkids. And, uh, she commented on it and went, Oh, I remember that night. And I'm like, so do I, like we had, we went, it was a, we, we went to see it at a drive-in car wall, car, uh, yeah. our, uh, theater. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and you had to have AM radio to listen to it. Right. Uh, and it's funny. <laughs> I'm not told this story. I don't think on, air ever so lisa <laughs> if you see this i'm finally telling the story and making it live um but Dude, i told my awesome. mother just like two weeks ago and i post that on my facebook page and sure enough lisa comments oh, so wow. I, the am radio didn't work in my car all right and we parked next to lisa's friend's car real close so they can just turn their radio up and right. I, I don't know what was going on in their car all right but because the radio was so loud if any one of them wanted to talk we'd hear it and uh, uh, all of a sudden, I hear Lisa's friend. And I don't even remember her friend's name at this time, but her friend goes, "No, Greg." <laughs> I remember that because it was one of my close friends. Greg was on a double date with her. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but it was fun. I mean, I, I remember it because uh, you know I went to public high school, but my the, yeah. the girl I was dating at the time they went to private Christian school, which is kind of like what I went to is in, in school. Yeah. And like that, no dancing thing was really closely related to them and me because I was in that field. And um, that is, is, it was just it's, to remember that that movie really hit us yeah. because of the the way we grew up. All right. right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I did it. I seen it with Lisa and like Lisa and I, we, 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 we dated like after I got out of high school and she moved on, I moved on. And, and uh, it's funny with Facebook, we actually connected a I think maybe 10 years ago, we've been connected online and, and like, wow. you know, every now and then we, we chat, but yeah. That's awesome. I, dude, I grew up in the eighties too, man. I, I, I like, you can't, I, I, 1984. If somebody says 1984, that was my very first concert ever. And it was rush exit stage left tour. I saw him at the Dayton, Dayton, um, UD arena in Dayton, Ohio. And it was, I mean, I vaguely remember it because there was a lot of stuff happening <laughs> at that concert, but like, I, I, the eight, nothing, I think the eighties are the best decade, man. I, I may be biased, but yeah. I, I might be a little bit biased there myself, but you know, I, yeah. I don't remember which was my first concert. Cause I went to a lot of Christian rock concerts and rock oh. concerts. That I remember Striker. Huh? Striker. I, I remember Striper. Um, it's funny because, um, you know, I remember Van Halen. Van Halen came 1984, and they actually recorded the Panama video at the concert I was in. The audience shots. I was in the wow. audience shots. You know, wow. I mean? Yeah. Dude, uh, anyway, um, but the band that was unique to me was a Christian rock band called Petra. Petra. In 1983, I, I seen them in a gymnasium of a college in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That later in life, my daughter would go to that college. And later in life, the guy who was the lead singer of the band at the time and I became friends. Wow. That's no impact, kidding. all right. And it's just unique yeah. to, to, to the world. You just you never know where life's gonna take you. Um yeah. and, and it's just that's rock and roll concerts. So dude, that's so awesome. Petra was awesome. Yeah. I, I I loved Petra. Yeah. So so uh matter of fact, uh Pam Aubrey's on here saying how much she loved Stryker and Petra. They were they were amazing, man. Yeah. They were amazing. So, um, wow, we could go so many different. There were so many directions. I know it's like that. You haven't even got to the the, the way I, where I ended up. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, my story is worse in turns than a than a than a, than a, a B rated movie. <laughs> well, so we're 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 now now we're in Dallas, circa nineteen ninety eight. 
ish, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and um, is it stripe? It's striper, right? With striper, a yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, you're in Dallas now, which I love. Dallas, you and I were talking about. You were in um, uh, what? What's that area you were shopping the other day? Somewhere in Dallas, um, Frisco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Beautiful my mom and I went up to Frisco the other day to, to I went to one of my favorite. There's a there's a, a a restaurant that serves moonshine. Oh really? Just saying. I don't know. Oh you, I'm in a I'm in Ohio, dude. You can go next door and get that. <laughs> well I'm I can get it places, but the the, yeah. the I, I I love I'm a I'm a a foodie in a way. All right. I, I'm not really great cook. I although I do my own ribs and my own sauces, but I love um really good. Uh, taste things and moonshine. I've always loved the taste of it, and the best tasting moonshine actually comes from the Appalachian Mountains. It's just the, the water's yeah. better. I, yeah, yeah. Kentucky, West Virginia. I actually was at a. Um, I used to be one of the largest direct TV dealers in the country, and I I went to. They had these events in in Nashville at the Grand, at the Opryland Hotel, right? And you've been there, I'm sure. Yep. And yep. And, and so I'm I'm at this party with the president of HBO and Showtime and all these CEOs and all, and this, this, this good old boy from Kentucky literally walks up wearing bib overalls and hands us, I'm standing there talking to the president of HBO and some other executive. <clears throat> he hands us a jar and he's like, try this y'all. <laughs> and I'm, I'm already pretty lit. And I go, okay, what is it? And he's like, it was raspberry moonshine. Yeah. I'd never even heard of raspberry moonshine. It went down. I mean, yeah, I I don't remember yeah, I, that. I don't. A lot of the flavors that people are selling commercially, I don't like. But I like the real old woods. Uh, the, the truth is, is I know the I I can tell you the ingredients in it that I love. All right, it's it's wow. corn, uh, barley, our, our malted barley, and and rye. That those are the three combinations that I love in a great moonshine. Wow. That's how much I know what I like. Uh, Dude, but the flavor, two, I'm not into the strawberry and apple pie and all that stuff. I'll taste yeah. it, but I ain't drinking it. I had some raspberry moonshine. It was yeah. good. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. But um, so, and you're the first guest in 200 interviews to bring up moonshine. So, man, we're setting records. <laughs> so I love it. So, so okay. So now you're in Dallas, circa 1998, 90. 98 ish. Right. Mm. Um, and what, what happens from there? You sold your business, the car, car wash detailing business, right? Well, I sold in pe the Pennsylvania one. I, I, I basically just, I just basically disbanded it and sold off parts and stuff to, to raise cash and leave town. Okay. Uh, in Texas, I worked 98. I worked for first, when I first got here, I worked for a home theater company, uh, for probably about nine months, just delivering TVs. Uh, yeah. very unique. That's how I got to meet some, some celebrities in town, yeah. some football players. Um, I was in, uh, Darren Woodson's house from the Dallas Cowboys at the time. And I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm in his house. And I'm looking around and I go, man, you must be a big Cowboys fan. And he goes, <laughs> um, I play for him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I, I didn't matter to me. Right. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Right. Uh, right. I mean, I Troy Aikman in a weird, same way, you know, uh, I'm not best friends with Troy Aikman. Everybody thinks I am, but I'm not, I, you know, I, I've washed his car time or two. Um, but I did that first. Uh, then I, I went to work to manage a tractor trailer repair shop that was wow. in Carrollton back in the in the late 90s. Uh, I worked for there for about two years and basically, you know, uh, was was heavily drinking to the point that like, you know, my life, I didn't care whether I lived or died. Wow. And my boss says, you hate this job. And I said, yep. And he said, um, you know, he says, you got to figure out something. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to leave. And wow. I left. And um, I helped another friend of mine start a, a home theater company, which is still running till this day uh, for about 90 days. I left working for him and started my own car wash company here in Dallas, but about 2000, uh, 2001, 2002 ish. Um, and I had it from 2002 to 2004. And wow. August of 2004, a gentleman actually made me an offer to buy me out. And it was a mobile car wash. We had trucks, we had five trucks. We would go to office towers in the Addison area and wash your car while you're at work. Wow. And, um, I, I mean, I had a, I had, I had a company with, with, with almost a hundred employees, uh, five wow. trucks. Um, you know, uh, my equipment was, it was just out through the roof. If I told you my bills, but I made a lot of money doing it. I had a system down that worked 
And I had yeah. to make a lot of money because I had a lot of bills to pay to keep it running. Right. And when this guy came up, I was so sick of the car industry at that time. Basically, he, he made the offer to me and I said, sure. And I actually signed a, a 10 year do not compete. And like Sweet. I either had to leave Dallas to start another company or or I had to do something else to stay in Dallas. And the problem was wow. that I liked Dallas. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I've got to find something else to do. And one of my customers I used to clean car for was Zig Ziglar. And I literally was sitting across the table from Zig and I'm like, well, I, I'm out of the car wash business for 10 years. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Zig explained to me how I was a coach helping all these other car wash guys. He says, Tim, people get paid to do that. And he says, Tim, you should be a speaker. You have no problem getting up in front of people at church and, and just, you know, whatever you're told to do, you get up and do it. And he says, it's like, I've never seen anyone so not afraid of public speaking. Right. All right. I just get up and do it. All right, Tim, go read this scripture. Okay. And I would get up and do it. Now, wow. when I was younger, I had a problem with that. But as I got older, all right, Tim, I need you to do the announcements. Okay, no problem. I get up and did it. I just, yeah. I, I didn't think about it. Um, and Zig said, "You that's skills that that people like struggle to get. Yeah. And you figured it out. By all means, use it to your advantage. Um, and me, I, I I had personal belief items. I didn't believe in myself. Right, um, right. I didn't believe I belonged in anything other than washing cars. So uh, I spent five years after Zig told me that I went to work for Starbucks as a barista. Wow. So, and I was really professional looking. I had a haircut very similar to yours, Ken, when I started working at Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, dude, I'm haircut. losing my hair. I had it. I had a haircut very similar to yours in the 80s. Yeah. So and if you go look, you can find there's a picture of me bald. Like I shaved wow. my head. You got to look to find it, but it's on the web somewhere. Wow. Uh, I showed in my presentations when I speak. But um, uh, yeah, wow. I shaved my head once, but I was a clean cut looking guy. And at Starbucks, you didn't have to look clean cut. Right, right. I mean, you can kind of get away with things. So I'm like, I came with a scruffy face in, and and uh, and and I, I hadn't always had a ponytail at Starbucks because you were serving food, but I grew it out. Yeah. And I remember in in uh, 2009, um, I ran into Zig and and um, his his wife Jean at an event, and I was talking to Zig, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go do that thing that you said, speak, and, and I'm going to get a haircut. I'm going to buy a suit and a tie for the known one. And Zig went, no. No, 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 no. Um, wow. Probably the best advice he ever gave me. He says, Tim, you know, he, he, and, and I always tell it this way, but basically he was telling me, Tim, you just got to be yourself on stage and find a way to work with this. This is a unique you that will work. Yeah. Um, but basically Zig said to me in, in a nutshell is, you know, Tim, you'd really suck at being Zig Ziglar, but you make <laughs> a pretty good Tim Gillette. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, if you knew Zig, he always used to tell people, you know what I mean? You, you, you'd be yeah. a number, you, you, the best you could be is the number one you. The best right. you can be anybody else is a number two. All right. Wow. And that was me to learn to be authentic. So, I mean, I've been doing this 10 years now. I started in in March of 2010. Uh, I, I left Starbucks uh, and I said, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to figure it out. I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, I had a real estate income coming in so I could afford to do that. And I didn't have a lot of expenses at the time. So it was easy for me to build a business and not have to worry about things. And I went to figuring it out. And um, Zig wasn't there coaching people at the time. So like I had to work with people. Uh, one of my earliest coaches that I ever got advice from was a lady named Rhonda. I think Hess is her name. She's out of Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, gave me great advice. It was we originally created the name Rocker Life Coach. And uh, it was cool sounding. And um, I, I was on um, reading something on the social media site. I might have been Facebook or LinkedIn. But my buddy Brian, who I crashed on the, his couch when I first started working for uh, Starbucks. And um, Brian actually put a post or something. Re go read my article I wrote. And I clicked on it. And it was on a site called wordpress.com. Yeah. And I go there and I read the article. And at the bottom of it, it says, click here to join, uh, create your own WordPress account. Kind of like there's a, there's a thing up here. We're on StreamYard. And there's a thing here. Click here to sign up for free to, to StreamYard. Yeah. So I, I clicked the button and, and, and went and did it. And uh, this would have been about the late March of 2010. And uh, I clicked it and tried to figure it out. And April 1st of 2010, I said, okay, I'm going to put up a blog post today. I don't know what it's about, but I'm going to do it. And I, I basically figured out something that was going on in my life. I think I cre cleaned my garage 
And I wrote about, you know, changing your world 30 minutes at a time because it only took me 30 minutes to clean my garage. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that messy, apparently. Um, <laughs> but basically, it was that's I just started writing about what motivated me. Wow. And that's where it started. And I went through two years of figuring that out. It would be uh, January of 2000 and well, no, it would be the end of 2011. Um, I wrote a blog post series on um, uh, songs that like motivated me. Right. And I picked this song out and I wrote about it. And it was a song that as a kid motivated me. It was from a band called Foreigner. It was called Jukebox Hero. And I yeah. wrote that blog post, Jukebox Hero, um, bought a picture of a jukebox to put up there and everything. And all I wrote on there was the story of the song and how it motivated me. The day wow. before, 35 people came to read my blog when I posted. I was posting every day, five days a week, and I'd take weekends off. Yeah. And the day before, 35 people showed up. The day Jukebox Hero posted live, 7,700 people showed up to read it. I'm like, oh, my um, God. Um, I think maybe that's what they want to hear from me. So wow. I started telling rock and roll themed stories. All right. And it was about that time that I met my mentor uh, now. Uh, eight years we've been working together in a mentorship, mentor-mentee relationship, and that is Craig Duswalt. And um, it's interesting because uh, I led a love for rock and roll, and I was trying to figure out how to fit it into my business. Craig used to work for Guns N' Roses, and he ran a, an event called Rockstar Marketing Boot Camp. Um, wow. And he basically learned how to tie his story in. Yeah. All right. And, well, my story is nowhere near rock and roll. It didn't right. fit. But that's right. what me and i i used like my book my first book you can't always get what you want my second book which i don't have here taking care of business my third not gonna take it anymore my first blogging program that we did was rock around your blog everything oh went song, and we call it the rock and roll keys to business success dude that is so like first off i'm i'm gonna stereotype you yeah sorry but you do look like you belong in an '80s big hair band, dude. <laughs> it's it's funny, but you know, I, I very much teach now. Though it's 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 things that I've worked through throughout the years. Most of you guys yeah. are going, "Oh yeah, that's cool," yeah. and I see people jump to try to do it because they think it's cool. Yeah. Again, I got to refer back to rule number one: don't be a Zig Ziglar, be you. Yeah. All right, I'm doing this because it's me, and I've learned about being me is a fluid brand. So many people are out there. They're going to put this. I'm going to put this thing in cement. Yeah. And they, and they, I'm not going to move this. And eight years later, they're still broke and their business isn't a business. It's a hobby. Right. Now I am cool looking. All right. And I'm transitioning my brand. If you're watching my, go see my Facebook page. I'm doing a 60 day series. All right. About the transition into my new brand. Yeah. All right. And and that's it. All right. Because I've actually found a whole new area of that really goes back into my whole story. And that is simple, easy marketing is what we're transitioning into now. Yeah. All right. I've gone through a lot of things. We started at Rocker Life Coach. Cool brand. Cool sounding. All right. Great thing. Wasn't <laughs> making a lot of money. I went to Rock and Roll Keys to Business Success. There, all I was doing there was trying to copy other people. The things Zig Ziglar said, don't do. Right. Then I got into, uh, you know, Larry Broughton, uh, another mentor of mine, uh, yeah. Larry Broughton, Broughton Hotels, had a conversation with me at an event in 2015. And he said, Tim, what are the two things that people ask you to speak about most? And I said, blogging and branding. He says, throw all the rest of your topics out and go to blogging and branding. And that was from when I did that, it was hard to leave some of the things that I've created. Again, I wanted to be stuck in that box. Yep. I left them and I moved forward with it and it opened doors to where in 2018, we come up with this idea to do a conference again, but I wanted to do a conference that was unique to me and that was blog and video. Now, I teach people blogging, but if some of you remember, some of you may, may remember me from Blab, all right, when Blab was out there, uh, I found that to be an interesting thing and I was able to incorporate it when Blab can be put on your blogs and all that stuff. Yep. And... I got active in that. I built a following on Blab of like 1,800 to 2,000 people like overnight Yeah. because of the way I get when I'm on camera. I just get on camera, be me. I, I'm not scripted at all, as you can right. tell. Yeah. I've yeah. all over the place. 
that was me. That's something that's me, but I still have an end focus in mind. So I'm able to focus on what I'm doing on every right. time. So when I got on Blab, it was easy for me to build a business on Blab and build a following. I'm wow. also the guy on Blab who come up with the, the, the well, I didn't come up with it. I just took it for a ride. And that was the green check mark to become Blab official. Uh, to the point uh, that Sean from Blab, uh, from Bebo, called me up and goes, Tim, stop. <laughs> like, Sean, I'm not, I, I actually, if you follow my videos, they tell people all it is is a green emoji next to your name. Right. He says, oh, he says, Tim, but I get 2,200 emails a day distracting <laughs> from my business asking about this. And it is now wow. costing me money. You understand business. Please stop. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I will. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I'm a business guy. I will. I'm not yeah. going to work somebody else's business. Right, but right. that was what I became known for. Um, wow. And I still have the videos someplace. And every now and then I run them as a, remember this? And it's just funny. I but, remember yeah. Blab, dude. It was it was short lived, but but yeah. it was it was it was a great platform. The the idea that we're able to do this now, and I think you've got this broadcast out on several dif different platforms. Yeah, Eight. that Blab started this. Yeah. All right. It was yeah. the foundation that made all these companies go. Oh, I can do this and broadcast it to Facebook. Yeah. Broadcast it to Twitch. Broadcast it to you know what I mean. You now are yeah. able to do that because Blab opened that door. Yeah. All right. Um, and other of these companies are now able to do it and they're monetizing it and making better. Blab was not monetized. It was just a free platform because it was right. a, it was a trial thing that they were like trying to figure out. Um, yep. so, I mean, I learned that. And when I was trying to create my event in 2018, I want to talk about blogging and make a blog con. Right. Blog cons have kind of like faded out in America because people aren't into just the written word and blogging doesn't mean just write an article anymore. Yeah. Blogging now, all right, is a full-time job. All right. You got to put a post together. You got to research the post. Now you've got to put social media out. Now you got to research your SEO. Now you've got to put your pictures on Pinterest. Now you've got to put your video over on, uh, you know, you, there's so many things you've got to do to make a blog work nowadays that it is not just a blog. Right. It revolves around a lot of stuff. Yeah. So my coach, Craig Duswalt, great mentor and smart person that he is, he says, Tim, everybody's doing vid summits, you know, vid summit. Mm. All right. My friends here in town, Scott and Jeremy do, uh, 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 did do, uh, what's the name of their conference? Video Marketing World. Uh -huh. um, all those type conferences are out there. Tamara, where are you and I met, they're all doing video type conferences. Yep. He says, why don't you do a blog and video? Mm. Well, that's a good idea. So we created Blog and Video Con. Uh, it's for Blog and Video Conference. And we decided to call it Blog and Video Con offer after the Comic-Con idea because what we're trying to transition it in to is to become an event where it becomes a a a like a Comic Con type event where we not only come there to learn things but we also come there to engage all right and be part of a community that right. builds community. So uh, you know what I mean. We created it in 2018 as a conference, and that was the next step. And even that, I mean, it didn't stop there. From then, it went on to um, you know I'm sitting down with my mentor at a mastermind. And we come up with the first version of simple, easy marketing was stupid, easy marketing. And I, I bought all the domains to go with it and found out uh, another friend of mine now, he wasn't a friend when I created it, but a now friend, uh, had the trademark on stupid, easy. So yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I need to not do that because I don't want to <laughs> yeah, have a trademark. Yeah, but then I went, hmm, maybe I need to get my own trademark. And I partnered with uh, tra a trademark factory up in Canada and their trademark, I got the trademark for simple, easy marketing. Wow. But it's a transition. It's a fluid yeah. process, guys. Most of you guys yeah. out there will not go through and be fluid with your business. So the second you hit one wall, you're going to stay at that wall forever because yep. you're not willing to give it up. I am not cementing my business. The only thing I'm cement on is I really want to stay in Dallas. Yeah. All right. Um, I speak all over the country. As a matter of fact, on Friday, I will be in Pasadena, California. Speaking, you're, you're in California a lot. I, I am. California is the highest place that I go to right now. Yeah. Um, in the beginning it was Arizona. Um, and then it moved to California. Um, I do speak a lot here in Dallas because I'm here in my hometown. Yeah. But yeah, I just have built an, a connection of people. My second biggest audience is California. Right. Right. So I go there a lot. I would love to go to uh, I, I think in uh, to Nashville. I would love to go to Nashville on a regular basis. I go to Nashville. I think I've spoken in Tennessee once in ten years. I'd wow. love to go to Nashville on a regular basis. I love Nashville. It's a cool town. Uh, you know what I mean? Awesome um, town. Yeah, I go to Phoenix on occasion. I used to go to Phoenix a lot more than I do now. 
Yeah. Um, I used to go to Phoenix a lot. I've actually hosted my own events in Phoenix. Um, wow. And to Vegas. I wouldn't mind going to Vegas. Uh, you know, someplace I've never spoke. I've never spoke in the, in the Northwest. I've never spoke up in Oregon or, or, um, or, uh, you know, up in Washington. Yeah. Love to go there. I've spoke the Northeast. Yeah. Um, in 2016, I spoke in the town I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania for the first time. Wow. And my aunt Jean, my dad's oldest sister was in the audience. And my oldest cousin, Cindy was in the audience when I spoke. Wow. And to me, um, and that video is actually on my YouTube channel of me speaking because it was broadcast on a TV channel when I was speaking there. Uh, I was in tears saying that my aunt Jean's in the room. I said, because I told my dad and Zig Ziglar that I was going to be a speaker, that I was going to do this thing. I was going to write a book. All right. And I was going to, when I, and I told him back in, in, in the early 2000s. And I never, the, my first book was not published until 2012. Or 2013, it was actually when it actually came published. But 2012, Zig died. 2010, my dad died, and the book was not done. Speaking wow. in that audience with my aunt Jean in the audience was a tearjerker for me because it's the closest my dad ever been to being in my event. Right. And I told my dad, my dad was my biggest encourager to do this, and I waited until after he was gone to do it. Wow. My mom, who lives real close to me now, my mom, she's at every one of my conferences. So if you come to Blog and Video Con, my mom's there. You wow. come to our simple, easy marketing boot camp. Mom's there. All right. She comes. She interacts with all the people. All right. Enjoys it. She's she's more of a celebrity than me. Uh, and it's my event. <laughs> you know, I, I heard this guy. Um, and I'm not going to mention his name. I, 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 you may, I don't know if you saw me live last night talking about Grant Cardone's conference. Mm -hmm. He just did, um, phenomenal lineup of speakers. It was incredible. Very, very educational. Um, but there was a guy that spoke that literally said, and it drove me crazy because I've been doing this 26 years, dude. I, I did my first website in 1994. So, um, but this guy said, you don't need a blog. You shouldn't be blogging anymore. People don't read blogs and bl all this stuff. And I was like, what is wrong with you? In fact, he said the next big thing is email marketing. I'm like, are you like, yes, everybody should be using their email list, of course. But what in the world would make you say, I mean, it was crazy. He said, you don't need social media. You don't need this. You don't, I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Why are you telling people? Cause some people will believe him and it's like, what in the world? So, you know, um, here you are. And I literally just heard that on Saturday and I'm telling you, it really ticked me off. And my wife was listening to this too, going, what? Like, so, so. Talk a little bit about that. How important is it when it comes to, look, it's a noisy world out there, right? How important is blogging? How important is getting your written word out? Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to center it down to blogging because my conference is no longer about just blogging. It's about right. creation. All right. And number one, anytime you stand up and go, this is no longer relevant. Stop doing this. That's the number one sign. All right. That you are going, you've just, you just set yourself out to be a target. Yes. I am never going to tell you not to do. Here's what I, and, and mine started 2010. There was a dozen people who told me I didn't need a website. I didn't need a blog. All I needed was social media. That was in 2010. Right. That's all you need is social media. I can tell you a dozen of those people who have jobs now. They don't have a business of their own anymore. They have jobs. Right. All right. Yep. Number one thing I wanted in my life, and it's why my blue, my, my, my brand is fluid, is I will work 80 hours a week to avoid getting a 40-hour a week job. I am Amen. a capitalist. I am an entrepreneur. Or I am somebody who's working, all right, for money. Yep. Not gonna, I'm not going to apologize for that. Yes, I'm on this broadcast so that I can make money. It's a business. Yep. I'm not in this for the health of it. I'm in this to make money. Right. All right. Right. To make money, you've got to create value. Yep. To show people that you have value, you have to create content. Now, I have a blog. I have a vlog. I have a podcast. I have several podcasts. I do videos every day. I do writings every day. I'm writing this up here. I'm writing a new book. Mm -hmm. I host events. To me, this idea that you only need 
when someone says you only need, all right, it's going to work for a little while. I have yeah. in my industry, all right, of what I do, I have watched a few people who became really big at one perspective of the biz business who had to had conferences like mine got really big. And I noticed those conferences that got really big, all right, because they were going one direct area, that one direct area they went, all right, it's starting yeah. to die out. And the people had to sell out their conferences and bring on other investors to keep their heads above water. Right. Number one, I'm going to tell you about content creation, blogs, vlogs, social media, everything. I personally believe try everything to find out what works for you. Yep. Try it I all. Agree. Try a try a video show like this. Try a podcast. All right. Try a uh, you know what I mean. Try a blog. Try Pinterest. Try what's uh, what Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it dude, is. He said that too. The dude said that you don't need. Don't try to start a podcast. You don't need a podcast. <laughs> I was like, podcast what is, is wrong with you? Right huh? Podcast, the hottest thing right now. You and I heard Randy Zuckerberg say it. You were there for her speech. Yeah. She said, what are the two top things she said that any entrepreneur right now could be doing? Number one is learning the voice stuff for the Amazon and the Google devices, the Google Home and the yeah. Amazon. I can't say her name or she'll start talking. Way off um, in the room. I don't have it here anymore. Yeah. Oh, so she said, number one, do that where you're doing like a, a flash briefing. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that as well. And then the other thing Randy said is live videos. She yep. said, I might be a little biased and she invented Facebook live, but she said that live video and podcasting yep. like, and then, you know, so I, I think that, dude, you're you're on the right track. What you're doing, I I love what you're doing, man. That's freaking awesome. I got to come down now. I got to come to your next. When's your next event? May seventh, eighth, ninth. We do one um, in in Dallas, Texas. We do it every. We do a conference in May and a conference in November. May's okay. is the blog and video con, and in November's is it's going to be new this year. It's called Simple Easy Marketing Bootcamp. So we do some of the offline stuff at 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 the Simple Easy Marketing Bootcamp, but the online one this in, in its current format blog and video con in may is the last time it's going to be done in this current format um what we do is going forward starting in 2021 uh we're going to bring back people who've actually come to the conference all right and we bring in a lot of ted talk type speakers to talk about something they learned and then they put into effect and how to do it so okay. basically once you attend you can apply to come back as a speaker got it yeah, it's it's it, because we want you to teach what you learned and are, are making work because the industry is always changing, always evolving. So we want people who are trying that one little aspect over here, that one little aspect over here. But yeah. the catch we had to learn to do is uh, the world is full of speakers, and I have a, I'm in the speaking industry, and I host a monthly event, and I host two large events a year, and I get about five thousand speaker requests a year. Wow. They all want to speak at my event. And I go, I'm sorry, this is the way we had to do it. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, currently. All right. And we still have three guest spots available for our speaking slots in May, but you have to either host an event. All right. To swap stages or you yeah. have to pay to be on a stage, which is like, I don't You were had Eric Swanson on. Yeah. Yep. Similar model that, that, that Eric does is yeah. I, I put on an event so that I can get speaking engagements. Right. Right. Tamara was one of those strange ones that she found me and just out of the book, Hey, we want you to speak. Uh, and I like, it was two weeks before my last event and I hardly ever take on a new event that quick. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. And it, I really didn't go there prepared. I really didn't, but I went there and I'm like, I'm just going to go build relationships. Yeah. Um, and I did something at Tamara's that I do at a lot of events. If, uh, if I'm, if you, if I can work the whole event, I will come to the event, give me a table to set up. And I set a table up with a form and I say, fill this form out. And at the, on the last day of the event, I go on the stage of the event and I pull a name out of the hat and give an iPad away. Oh, that's right. I, I, do, I remember I that. that. You have to have a certain amount of number of people at the event for me to do that. Yeah. All right. And um, if I'm list building, I'm telling you the truth. All right. I, yeah, I don't, right. I don't, I don't lie about what I do. Everything right. I do is so obvious that it's simple, easy. And Dude, I, I, I haven't gotten any email. I'm on your list. I've registered for that iPad. And, and for the record, I didn't win the iPad, y'all, just so you know. 
But we give away one. We give away an iPad and usually a camera. All right, uh, at Blog and Video Con. Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. Saying, if you haven't won, you know, if you get a ticket to Blog and Video Con, you might win another one. I can, I think I, I don't think I can be there in May, dude. I'm speaking at I, I'm speaking at an event. It's crazy how I'm all of a sudden being asked to go speak at these events. Yeah. So, um, but I want to be there. If I can't make it then, maybe November, but we'll see. I, I, I think it's phenomenal. So, so with, with all of this stuff, and I think that a, a good business point here is things have evolved for you. Yeah. And, and you just, and it sounds like you just didn't give up. You just kept going, you know what, we're going to take this and let it kind of morph into this. And then it became this and, and wow, look at this. I'm doing blogs and, and, and had 77,000 people show up in one day to read my blog. And so I must be on to something. And, and now I can teach this because I'm an expert. Yeah, people call me an expert. I, I I don't call myself an expert. I'm not one of those self-proclaimed type guys. Gotcha. I'm humble. I love it. I, well, I, I mean, hey, I like if you I, are, I, you I, are. Yeah, I don't like that beat on chest. I'm look at me how pro I just I'm not a marketer like that. I yeah. know you have to do some of that to market yourself. Yeah. And we cover that, but I am not one of those people. I the word expert, you know, used to make me cringe. It doesn't quite as much anymore. If someone else calls it but you shouldn't be telling everybody I'm the expert in blah, blah, blah. Let Ken tell, let Ken label you as the expert. And that's, yeah. that's, that's a marketing lesson. The more p other people market me at some, as something, the yeah. better I look. Right. If yeah. you're trying to market your business and you're, you know what I mean? I get the Muhammad Ali that everybody's taught for the past 20 years. All right. Mm -hmm. But that beat on chest thing, so many people are getting sick of it to the point we, we hate the politicians who do it. Yeah. But we don't look well, at our own life and realize the politician learned it from us. We're doing it too. I, I agree, but you know, it's just like, I've built over a thousand WordPress sites. I am definitely a WordPress expert and I, and I'm not saying that to be proud. I have the experience to back it up yeah. right now. If you've built one WordPress site or you've built a couple of websites or you've detail, I used to own a detail shop in Atlanta, Georgia, because I buffed cars at the Honda factory for three years. And I was really, really good at it, right? So if you've washed one car, you're not a detail expert, right? If you've washed a thousand of them and ran a high-speed buffer and wet sanded a new paint job and buffed it out and, and you know, you, then you could be approaching the expert. But I agree with you. It is good if people are saying that. But dude, the only reason people are going to say that is because you have the experience to back it up. That's it, right? You so just, you gotta go out and do, man. Yeah, you do, you do, and I think you should own it. You're an expert, bro. I am. I'm, so. I'm gonna call him an expert from here on out. The rest of the interview, my guest expert Tim Gillette. <laughs> so, so, dude, um, so you've got a lot of stuff popping down in Dallas and all over the place. Like you're, you're literally like you're, you're shaking and moving. I love that, man. Um, so what, what's next for you? What do you have? I know that we talked about, you have some special stuff that you'd like to offer the audience, make, make, throw it out there, man. What do you have to offer? So, uh, yeah, I, 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 because I really wasn't prepared to do this this morning. Actually, Ken and I talked about this on Friday doing this and I'm like, yeah, let me yeah. go find a date that fits with me. And yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to do Monday. And it worked but I didn't prep a lot. So this, this, this is going to work and it's going to work within an hour. I promise you. All okay. right. Is I'm just going to make this cause I like doing simple, easy yep. and I own a lot of simple, easy domain names. Yep. So I'm going to say, all right, within an hour, you're going to be able to go to simple, easy, 2020.com and you're going to get this offer. Simple, simple easy, 2020.com. So it's simple, easy, 2020.com. And that's S I M P L E. E A S Y 2020.com. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put that up on the yeah. scroll it across will, the bottom. I will actually have guys. I will actually have that. Uh, I will actually have my guy have that pointed to the, this page where this is going to be offered with within the hour. 
Dude, we have um, a really good celebrity friend of mine that just liked the video. She might be on um, Carrie Kasem. I don't know if you know who Carrie. Oh, Carrie I, is. I, I know Carrie's name, but I've never met her. Yeah. K, K, uh, her her dad, obviously. Yeah. Um, was Casey. Casey Kasem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, she, I, you know, I've, I've, I've connected with, with her, but she wouldn't remember me. I mean, it wasn't a meaningful connection. I just, I ran into her at an event one time. So yeah, I, I love Carrie. I think it was Nikki Sixes. I don't remember whose I was at. She's a trip, man. I picked her up at the airport one time in my car and apologized for my car. And she's like, what, what the, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was just funny. But, um, anyway, so, so, um, like you Here's have, what's the what's the offer you're gonna make i'm gonna give you over there all right and um i i still think it's up i'm gonna go i'm gonna go make sure it's there so anyway but anyway uh it's um yeah we did just talk about this literally before we started and you're like dude yeah i'll throw i said if you have something you want to offer throw it out there man and you said yeah i'll throw it out there i i don't have a page ready for it but i'll throw something out there so so basically um, i mean it's it's uh it's going to be a ticket to my event. All right. In May. All right. It's got to be the, I, I don't, I, you know, you can forward this ticket for a fee, a fee. All right. It's because yeah. it costs money to, to book out. All yeah. right. It's a VIP plus ticket to the event, which you get uh Thursday night. We have this celebration kind of dinner thing where you get to hang out with the crew and, and, and have something to eat. And then we, we kick off the, the weekend Thursday night. Yeah. Friday. All right. All day, Friday, all day, Saturday. We actually have here our, our, our featured speakers this time. Our keynotes are actress Sandra D. Robinson, and um, the other one is going to be a, a guy here in Dallas, Bill Wallace. Bill Wallace has like the longest running networking event in Dallas. Okay. He's done it at seven a.m. for thirty-one years, and uh, literally, it, it, it literally you go there and it's like standing room only wow. in this place of four hundred and some people is all the chairs they can fit. And you go there and there's people are standing around the walls. Wow. To get to this event once a month. And it's just huge. Uh, he's our other featured speaker. We still have our guest speakers aren't announced yet, but you're going to get a VIP plus ticket to this event. What's what that means is VIP plus. So our speakers are going to be actually do a Q&A session with you that you can actually sit and talk with them. And then we're actually going to give a, you know, get photos with them, things like that. Your meals are included. So you get your lunches on Friday and Saturday included with this ticket. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I, th this is why I'm putting this together this way. My book I'm finishing up right now called uh, simple, easy marketing is going to be there. You get a copy of it at the event. It's going to go live for the new simple, easy online course. The online course is basically helping you go, Oh crap. I need to take this detailed crap out of my life and just make it simple, easy steps, get it done. Uh, and that's what the course is. Cause it's part of the book and part of the whole program. I actually, uh, I'm going to throw in there. Uh, two things that I've been doing for years. Content creation is what I do. I have two things that I'm going to give you. Number one is a 21-day live streaming challenge. 21 days of topics. You do this for live stream for 21 days straight. You're going to find out what your audience wants from you. It's right. a PDF. You just uh, you get sent get sent out to you. You just read day, day number one. Go do a blog. Put it in your title and do a broadcast. And I'm telling you, within 21 days, you will learn what your audience wants to hear from you by following this. Got Second thing, 30-day blogging challenge. Same concept as the live streaming, but it's 30 days of blogging. It's asking you just like Ken did ask about me. It's, it's telling people about you, your business, your life, mm -hmm. all right, your story, your hobbies. And it actually puts all three of them together that if you actually follow it and watch your numbers after 30 days, you will see what your audience wants to hear from you. Again, I learned how my audience wanted to hear from music because I actually learned to watch my numbers to see what they wanted to hear as opposed to creating SEO, what I think was great. No, I built the audience and then I let the audience tell me what they wanted and I went back and created it. All right. Awesome, dude. I'm going to give you those um, out there. And uh, I don't know, there, there, there may be a, through other, a couple other bonuses thrown in with it other than that. Oh, okay. there is one other thing you'll get when you come to Blog and Video Con. You will get a copy of this book. Love How to that. A blogging expert written by a 10-year-old. Wow. All right. I'm going to tell you the name of the, of the book. And because I can do this, all right, um, its name was Tyler Duswalt. Tyler is not that 10-year-old little boy anymore. Wow. He is a college student going to college to do film working right now. And uh, a couple of years ago, he didn't like the picture anymore. 
So he wow. said, you know what? I'm selling out all my books. That's awesome. So I bought his entire inventory. And the only way you can get a copy of it is you, if you come to my event, because you will get a copy of it when you come to my event. You Dude, cannot, that's, awesome. you can't, that's why I show everybody's like, let me see that book. So I go, wow. I t and they're like, oh man, they go, the only other place you can get this book uh, is a digital copy from his dad. Wow. I have all the physical copies left for sale. That's awesome. All right. Awesome. And I don't sell them. You only get them if you become clients of mine. It's for my client. So, so what's uh, the, what's the, what's that whole package going to, going to be? What's the deal? So normally doing? I would sell, normally that, that, I'm going to offer something very similar to that. The events I'm speaking at this week for, for nine ninety seven. Okay. What I'm going to do for your people here. All right. Because it's on there. It's through the website. All right. I don't have to travel to go do it. So I don't have to pay to travel yeah. in a hotel. So what I'll do is I'll do it for one ninety seven. 197 197 and that includes all the dinners and stuff yep it's lunches not dinners or lunches wow yep. that's incredible dude 197 bucks that's a deal right there that's a bargain yep so wow and it'll be awesome. simple, easy 2020 all right it will be up here give me uh you know i should have it up now it's a bad thing when you actually go to market something and don't have it up but hey, i will wait wait hey we talked about this literally 60 seconds before we went live. So like, you know, and, and I literally, here's yeah. how good, like he, Ken tells you he's good with the, tells you he's good with the, uh, WordPress. I know <laughs> on WordPress, I know a couple things. Number one, I know my shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I know, I, I know optimized press on WordPress. Yeah. I can go create a sales, pay, a sales page with a video in 15 minutes yeah. and have it pointing somewhere. Sweet. I know how to make my shopping cart work. As a matter of fact, on Blab, we were doing this thing on Blab with where uh, this guy Bobby that I know was was we were trying to do a joke thing, and Bobby comes on and he makes this offer. So I basically put this thing up as a joke, Bobby's offer, put it in the chat yeah. with a link. I said, Bobby, an offer like this, and somebody actually went and paid me the money. I had to give them their money back. Oh no, it was a joke. Oh my I god! I created it on the shopping cart in fifteen minutes. Wow! Yeah. So Dude, I already have awesome. that package on the shopping cart. I just have to make, I have to go to over to that domain and forward it to the sales page. That's what I've got to do. So it'll go there in about 15 minutes. So real quick, cause we're over an hour now. I like to keep it at an hour, but real quick. Um, let me ask you this. What do you think the number one thing is that holds people back from success in life? What's the number one thing? You know, uh, I'm going to say themselves. Okay. You know, uh, and let me, I know we're over time here and I hate to go over time on no, things. No, you're fine. You're fine. Things, but here's what I did. This morning, I'm leaving my coffee shop to come back home. And literally, I'm looking at this lady who's got all these bumper stickers on the back of her car about how the world needs to improve, how we need to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm not picking on the political things and I'm not going to tell you right. what they were. But all these things about improving the world. And while she is doing this, she pulls out uh, to the edge of the parking lot and stops, no traffic pulling by, and starts doing this on her phone. Yeah. Blocking traffic. Wow. You can't get out of the Starbucks because she decided to stop at the exit and block you so you can't get out to, to, to take a text. Yeah. Guys, that's what you are all, so many of you are doing with your life. Not only are you blocking your success, but you got everybody around you going, well, I don't want to do business with you because you're doing nothing but blocking people's success. Amen. You've got to stop doing that. And, I, and I'm, I, 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 it's a pet peeve of mine texting and driving. It just, it is. Yeah. But when I see people do it and they block the rest of the world, they're blocking their own success. Yep. You're one, your car says all over the back of it, I want, I want to have a better world. Yeah. Start with you. Right. Fix you and get going, man. All right. Amen, dude. Trust me, you can find a lot of mistakes about me. All right. But one thing I want to do is I never want to block someone's success. And if it comes to anything stumbling with, uh, I, I want to learn it and figure it out. Yeah. My video that's put up on my series today, I actually picked up and talked about my guitar when I was recording it. I, I don't play guitar. I struggle to figure out how to play an instrument. I can't, my head just doesn't get it. Yeah. All right. I am my biggest block on this and I don't know why, but I talked about that very concept of how I'm getting past it. Why? Because when I want to learn something and I want to learn it bad enough, 
Yeah. I will buy every book onto it. I'll read every website onto it. I'll listen to every podcast onto it, watch every video onto it. All right. Go to every event onto it because I want to learn it. Yeah. I learned marketing without going to college. And I learned marketing basically because I was like, okay, I've got product. I need to sell it. I need money in the bank. What do I do? Dude, you can learn guitar. I've played guitar since I was seven and I play by ear. Just learn the basics, G, C, D, and E minor. And I, you can I, I, play I, everything. Everything you just said to me is Greek to me. I know. Just learn but, G, C, yeah, D, but, and E minor. I don't make money with a blog like that. Figure that I know. Out. <laughs> I love it, dude. Hey, listen. Expert Tim Gillette, ladies and gentlemen, and, has been with us. And just and just in case you want to really find out who I am, go to nottompetty.com. Nottompetty.com. I love that, man. That is my love business it. card, nottompetty.com. I love it. That's awesome. Go check this dude out. Follow him. Where's the best place to follow you, Tim? I do a broadcast on Facebook Live every day on my business page, Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash Tim Gillette Rocks. Tim Gillette Rocks. Go follow Tim on Facebook and go to simpleeasy2020.com in about an hour-ish and take advantage of the unbelievable opportunity to be at his conference for 197 bucks. That's crazy. I, and I have, I, and I mean, I've got entertainment coming. I have the, 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 the number one uh, tribute guitarist in the city of Dallas is playing and he's bringing with some musicians along to play with me on Thursday night. Gonna want to wow. be that. Anyway. Need uh, Samuel J. Sneed said you need some mirror shades. <laughs> I, it's funny because I, I, this is my reading glasses. I, 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 yeah. I usually do interviews without them, but I was trying yeah. to do something on the computer. So I put them on. Yeah. I love it, man. I don't wear shades. I teach people that by the way, yeah. is, um, all, your marketing, you've yeah. got, I, I, I trust me. My marketing in the early days had my sunglasses on. I took yeah. the sunglasses off. All right. My yeah. open rates increased by 175%. Right. Yeah. See these two things here. Make them visible. Windows to your soul, man. People can see the eyes they trust. Yeah. Trust the eyes. That's a that's a marketing tip that I'm not. I only teach at my event. So. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. I appreciate you being on. Thank you for your time. You've been generous. Thank you so much, Tim Gillette. Everybody, go follow him. And thank you to everyone who watched and shared this out. Sharing is the the coolest thing you can do. I really appreciate it. So. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate you, and we'll see you soon. All right, man. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye. Don't hang up on me yet.